1: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
2: College football, full circle.
0: On the right,
2: fake to Armstrong, run, put right
0: five. But to the end zone. Touchdown! Book! Launches down the by- To the end zone. Drives his way in. Virginia Tech has won it it's
3: six of times. All right, here we go. College football full circle. Mike Carver and Joe Lisi here with you. Sports Grid Radio. Sirius XM channel 159. Good to have you with us today. As always, we bring in the encyclopedia
2: of college football that is Go for the two, Joe Lisi. Joe, how are you, my man? Uh doing fantastic, Carver. The calm before the storm. National championship on the horizon. We have Bowls behind us. Most depressing time of the year in terms of that. But we have news and notes. We have so much surrounding college football coaches. We have Clemson and Oklahoma. Their staffs are going after it. Caleb Williams supposedly was offered a million bucks by Eastern Michigan. Are you kidding me? Where, where does the hey. pendulum stop, my friend?
3: I, I, it's very interesting, and I think that we should bring that up uh, at some point today because I saw somebody mention this, and it's so true. And if I think you even said it yesterday on the on the show, you know I think you'll see maybe some smaller schools be able to get some of these kids who know they're going to the NFL draft anyway. Uh, if somebody's going to offer them a million bucks or a million and a half bucks or whatever it is, you know, even a smaller place, even like the kid who went to play for Dion down at right. Jackson State, like he just he knows he's going to get drafted anyway. If you're gonna get the most dollars in one spot, no matter where it is, they might go there. Eastern Michigan offered him. A, <laughs> get
2: him Can a you see <laughs> Caleb Williams? <laughs> Caleb Handing Williams up the Eight thousand <laughs> yards. Eight thousand yards uh, in a. You know he rushed for six hundred and forty-two yards, averaging thirty-four what? yards a carry against you know Akron and Joe Moorhead.
3: Hey, maybe he watched a lot of uh, Rocky Lombardi tapes this year, in Northern oh, Illinois, oh, and how man. he went to the MAC and became a. Star, man, Caleb Williams on some Tuesday night action in the middle of November. Let's go.
2: Let's go. Imagine? But that's where we're at with college football. It is amazing, right? It is leverage. Uh, I gotta get mine. Gotta get mine. So which team is going to buck up and and throw down some money? And I told you this, Carver. The Caleb Williams situation was never about going to a team to further his career as an NFL quarterback because if that was the case, he would have been with Lincoln Riley in USC. There's no reason to not go with the coach that recruited you, right? So So he's using leverage. Cash. Cash is king. Cash is king. King Kong has nothing on me.
3: Well, one place that he won't be going uh, is Indiana now. You see, Indiana got uh, Connor Bazlack from Missouri, so he went to Indiana today.
2: Oh, uh, that's that's the, they're automatically top ten with that. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, getting on Indiana. He Tom Allen Penix, and the, you know, we gotta rip Scotty on that automatically. Top ten. Remember when people were were, were hoisting Tom Allen? Does he stay in Bloomington? I yeah. mean, I mean, does he move to a bigger program? Like, come on, can we slow down? Pull the reins back. Just Tom can stay
3: there, right there in Bloomington. Uh, Tom's still got a lot of work to do. You gotta, you gotta have more than one good year, Joe. Right? I mean, you can't, you can't crown guys after one year. Gotta have more than one. And Glass now he'll try show. to do that next year with Connor Bazelak. Try to do that,
2: Connor Bazelak, who who didn't want to compete against the kid that came in against Army <laughs> and and tore up the cadets, right? Uh, you know, yeah.
3: No, okay. he didn't want to compete. Uh, the other uh, big transfer was uh, TCU running back Zach Evans going to Ole Miss. So he both. That's, that's good. Yeah, that's because, a good because for him.
2: Yeah, that is, and and obviously the way they utilized Snoop Connor and Jerry Onili this year in the offense, it wasn't just Matt Corral and his arm. It was the rushing attack of both of those players, a dual threat that they, they had balance and wore down teams outside of Alabama. They they beat up on everybody in the SEC this year.
3: They certainly did. Uh, there's no question about that, and uh, so you get a little bit of movement here today. Still some dribs and drabs, Joe, of some guys moving around. But but uh, Caleb Williams will be the one that everybody's waiting for next. Uh, <laughs> well, they said the,
2: Georgia, right? Well, and look, and,
3: and 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 I think that that is interesting. Now you made the comment they haven't had an NFL type quarterback since Matthew Stafford, which is which is true. And when you read the, you know, we want to have a NFL go to a situation that makes us better for the NFL, but I'll say this, Georgia hasn't had a quarterback that dynamic in a very long time. And let's say they do lose this game to Alabama. I think that Kirby is going to be looking to pull out all the stops. And if he could get his hands on what's been the one of the top recruit guys and just played a little bit at Oklahoma this year, I think that would absolutely be to his credit.
2: Oh no! It would be a great land for Georgia. Now let's not forget they did have Justin Fields a couple of years ago and didn't pan out with the offensive scheme wow. with Cheney and the crew, right? That's why they got Monk in over from Oklahoma State and and opened up the offense. And obviously, you know, when you look at the transition in terms of you know what Georgia had there in years past with Fromm and and just drop back prototypical drop back passers, they made the transition now. You know, they're still still searching for a quarterback. At the end of the day, if Caleb Williams goes there, is he going to be a top draft pick in terms of the NFL? That remains to be seen.
3: I think he would. I think the kid's got a lot of talent. And wherever he goes, he's obviously going to make them better. Uh, they're always jumping. Where can you get it? Listen, NIL, he'll get plenty of money at Georgia, too, Joe. you get plenty of money down there as well. All right, JT Daniels got a lot. He didn't even play. <laughs> College football, full circle. Carver and Lisa here with you. Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 159. We'll come back. A lot of player props being added for this game on Monday night. We start to dive in next on The Grid
1: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
0: you're listening to college football full circle with joe lisi and mike carver
3: And we are back, college football full circle. Mike Carver and Joe Lisi with you, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 159. Good to have you with us here today. Uh, A couple things, Joe, uh, that just came across my desk uh, that we should uh, address. Number one, uh, I'm happy to say that uh, by the time that national title game plays on Monday night, uh, the green light will be on for me in New York. How about that, Joe? (laughs) As a Saturday morning at 9 a.m. They are flipping the switch in New York State for mobile betting.
2: So, Watch, this. Uh, the, Watch this, the I the traveling,
3: the traveling across uh, state yes. lines to put in uh, the bets and doing all and doing all that stuff right. is. Uh, now, uh, no right. more of that Joe. The lights exactly. on Saturday morning, right?
2: So watch, so watch, <laughs> watch good old Mikey turn like you know on both sides of the pendulum. Like uh, in the month of October, it was like, "Hey, honey, what do you need? I'm going to get toilet paper." Yeah, yeah I'll what be, be the, back. What, what, quick quick jump across, right? Right. Quick jump across the GW. Yeah, I'll right, be right back. Right, go to- <laughs> Now it's like, honey, we ran out of milk. Leave me alone! What are you doing? Uh, Can't you yeah, see it's eight o'clock? The game is on. Why don't you go? Why don't you? Right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Can't you see I work fifteen-hour shifts here? I'm covering sports nonstop. What are you doing to me?
3: Look, this say. will. Uh, this is obviously huge. Uh, not just to, you know for me personally, but obviously in this grand scope of, of sports betting, Joe. It's an enormous. Enormous thing that uh, one of the big states in the country is finally turning on the mobile betting, which has uh, been anticipated for a long time, and it is finally happening. On Saturday, so uh, get now we can really start to dive in on some SGP's for this game on Monday night, Joe. We'll yes. really get the SGP's cooking now for Monday night uh, between Alabama and Georgia. Uh, secondly, you know how ESPN always has because they obviously control uh, the television for this college football playoff, and they have for years. And one thing that usually has gotten a lot of uh, acclaim, you could say, Joe, is that uh, you know how during their Megacast they have like the coach's room. Right. Where in the past they would have like all the coaches, like they would have like five or six different coaches in the room and they'd be like talking throughout the game, almost like a Manning cast type of deal where you got a bunch of guys and as each play happens, they're breaking down the film. And, and it's been a pretty cool concept in the past. So the film room is returning for the Monday Night Megacast, but. It's not going to have different coaches. It's going to have Jimbo Fisher and his and his staff at uh, Texas A&M. It's like, what do you mean? So it's Jimbo and all of his
2: guys are going to yeah, sit there and you know
3: break what? down Georgia Alabama? You know what? That's yeah. not bad. Get Jimbo up there and talk about how he can't beat either of them.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Well, he did beat he did beat Alabama, and uh, you I know, know, he's, I know you know well, your your guy counts out. But you know why that is. I don't know if you're familiar. They almost did it like a th- not a thirty for thirty, but they did a season documentary uh, last year on Texas A and M. So they're in with with the SEC network, and they're in with the four letter network of ESPN. So you know, so they give the inside edge. Why not give it to LSU? You know, and uh, have a Eddie O break it down. That would be, you know, even though he's not the head coach anymore, I mean, that would be a perfect, perfect uh, mega cast, wouldn't it? That would be a perfect one.
3: And maybe we could get Brian Kelly with his fake accent in there, too. Get, uh... Now,
2: don't rip the old ball, coach, just because you're bitter, okay? You can't do that to. <laughs> To, to good old Brian Kelly, all right? Brian Kelly made a me decision, and he's going to Baton Rouge. And just because he's got a little bit of an accent and he twisted it, he's got to do what he has to do to make sure this program gets on its feet over the next couple of years, Carver. Yes. All right? They, I mean, just because <laughs> Notre Dame didn't provide him any resources or, or, or any type of of, I want to say, boost to allow him to get over the hump, Brian Kelly had to do what's right for him, guy.
3: He did have to do what's right for him. He didn't have to get a fake accent to do it. But, yes, he did have to do what's right for him, Joe. (laughs) So there you go. Uh, You have all that. But uh, Georgia and Alabama, Monday night, uh, the hype continues to run. Uh, Still sitting at 3 and 52 and a half, Joe. uh, We are a few days away from the game. And all of the talking heads uh, increase and increase as we get closer and closer to kickoff. I was happy that they put a couple of different uh, props up here, Joe. Yes, uh, which which is nice because it seems like every day they're adding some more. And by the time we get to you know the show that we do Monday, a couple hours before the game, we're gonna really have a full slate to dive into. But they did put the uh, rushing and a couple receiving props up, and I thought the rushing was interesting because Brian Robinson's coming off of a really strong game against Cincinnati, uh, two hundred yards. But he only had 55, I believe, against Georgia in that SEC title game, even though Alabama ripped him in half. 65 and a half for Brian Robinson Jr. in this game on Monday night, Joe, which I think will go up a little bit by the time we get to Monday.
2: You're you're possibly right. He set a school record. What was it, 206 rushing yards? uh, Alabama rushed for 302 yards in that game. and, And we talked about it. Lowest rushing yards per carry for Alabama entering that ball game against Cincinnati to prior to basically 12 years since prior to 2009. And they didn't utilize the rushing attack in any capacity with Bryce Young ripping that defense for 358 in the first meeting. I will say this, and I've talked about it, throughout the week is that the mindset for Georgia has to be we cannot get into a shootout with Alabama. They, I'm sorry. You, you could play this game ten times you, you know throughout the course of a year or over the next three years with the players that they have. Georgia cannot win a shootout. They tried to do that earlier in the SEC Championship. We're going to try and outscore Bryce Young. We jump up 10-0, and then all of a sudden, once Alabama found their rhythm, it was lights out. They can't play tempo with them. They have to get them into an uglier scoring game. Play a lot of zone. You can't make Jamison Williams beat you. You have to make Bryce Young be patient and work down the field to read coverage, hold them to field goals, not touchdowns. I, I'm I'm going with this recipe because if Kirby Smart Smart, that's what they do. So I'm leaning to the under, and I think both running backs, actually all three, Cook, Zamir White, you could also throw in McIntosh for Georgia and Brian Robinson are going to have a huge impact for their teams because I I do feel that this game trends to the under next Monday night. I do as well. I, I I think that it
3: is going to be uh, a bit of a rock fight, Joe. I, I think that there is going to be more of an in the trenches game. I have to believe that Kirby and that defense and George—they're not going to let Alabama throw the football like they did in that title game. They're yeah. not going to let them do it. They just—I don't—I don't care if Mechie's not playing; it ain't going to matter because they still have other guys. That are going to roll out there. They're still going to roll Bolden out there and Billingsley and all like. There's still going to be other guys that are going to catch the football, Joe. So and Williams is going to be out there as well. So uh, they need to have a better game plan on the pass defense side, and that's yeah. why if they're going to be doing that, and I know that their defensive line at Georgia is really tough, but if they're going to be focusing on the pass like they should, then this number for Robinson Jr. is going to be a little low, Joe. It's going it to be because
2: they're going to go to him more. They didn't need to use him in the first game. They didn't right. need to. Well, we talked about being a chameleon. They take Whatever you take away, they go the opposite, right? And Georgia said, you know what? We're going to test our offense against their defense and see if they can rip us. And once they started playing man-to-man coverage, they did not have an answer. So... How do you attack the Bryce Young, from a defensive perspective, your offense? You sustain drives. You don't look to run tempo against the Alabama defense. That's not how you win this game. You win this game by moving the football, sustaining drives five, six, seven minutes, keeping Bryce Young on the sidelines, making them be patient, and throwing everything underneath short to intermediate. Get them into third-down situations, get off the field, and hopefully your red zone defense is legit where you're holding them to field goals, because at the end of the day, the weakness of Georgia is the secondary. They weren't exploited by Michigan because Michigan didn't have the playmakers on the perimeter. Alabama does. That's the difference.
3: That is the difference. A little SGP. I'll throw these to you. Robinson Jr. Touchdown and over 65 and a half, plus 199. Two leg yeah. STP for you, Joe. That's a good it's not uh, bad. Give me your thoughts no, Robinson
2: I think we'll score. He is the He's score. in terms He'll of score. the running game.
3: College football full circle, Carver and Lisi, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 159. We'll come back, keep looking through more props for this George Alabama game. We're back on the grid after this
1: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
2: you're listening to college football full circle with mike carver and joe lisi
3: And we are back. College football full circle. Carver and Lisi with you. Sports Grid Radio. Sirius XM channel 159. Good to have you with us. Uh, so do you like that, Joe? Plus 199. Robinson Jr. touchdown combined with over 65 and a half yards. I like that.
2: I think, I think on the Alabama side, that's, that's good. You know, at the, end of, at, the, at the end of the day, I think he's going to have a big part of this offense. It won't be Williamson. At the end of the day. You cannot let Bryce Young throw for three fifty. If you're if you well, ex- mean, if you're Georgia yeah. and you're expecting to win, can't happen. You got to keep Bryce Young in in the area of about two fifty. Well, what I like about a, a play like this, Joe, is is that it, this could be hit
3: whether Alabama wins or loses the game. Like I I could get this Robinson SGP no matter the situation in the game. I feel like I can get it whether they win or lose, which is why I think sometimes bets like that, if you if you don't have a side on the game that you feel comfortable about. Right. try to you try to put together a couple of these, you know, just to give yourself a little juice in the game. And I, I think another guy you could do that with is even uh, is even with Bolden. I, I feel like Slade Bolden, you'll have some opportunities yep. have to do that with. I mean, his his touchdown at plus one ninety. I love it, Joe. And they'll well, put his well, receiving they'll put his receiving yards up by
2: Monday. They'll have yeah, his, they will. They'll have everybody. And and the only Georgia receiver they have up right now is Brock Bowers, the tight end. But but to your point about Slade Bolden. I was on Slade Bolden last year, and you know I go on TMA in the morning, and I talk about Slade Bolden uh, scoring a touchdown, right? And, and what do I do? Uh, I play him for two touchdowns, and the and he scores the first one in the first quarter, and he gets pushed out of bounds on the one for the <laughs> second in like the third quarter. So on a uh, it was like eighteen to one or something, some crazy number on Fanduel, and and he came through. So, at the end of the day, I always say the secondary players are the guys that step up because especially when you have two defensive-minded head coaches, you want to take away what they do good, right? Now, Kirby Smart didn't do that in terms of that first matchup. They thought they had offensive line issues. They didn't. They held up pretty well. You cannot let Jamison Williams beat you. That's it. He's the guy, right? You take away Jamison Williams – What do you got left? You got Billingsley, you got Slade Bolden, you have Latu, the tight end, who, by the way, scored a touchdown, and I brought him up against Cincinnati. He is underutilized at times. So, And even Brian Robinson, in terms of the short intermediate passing game, the screen game, how you neutralize a front seven, especially when they're overactive, is you, you hit them with the screen game. And then that could open up the running lanes later. Let's not forget, go back to that ball game against Alabama-Notre Dame. Najee Harris, the screen game, neutralized Brian Kelly and the Fighting Irish. Just saying.
3: <laughs> but they now, covered.
2: But, but they yeah, covered.
3: They did. They did. They sure did. Uh, now, Bowers, he had a 10 for 139 in the first game. In yeah,
2: that's not going to happen. Let, yeah, I don't just, think so
3: either. But but his <laughs> but his number is just a little, bit, you know, a little bit more than half that. It's 75 and a half. So I don't think he's going to have a buck 39 again, but 75-and-a-half, I don't mind doing the same deal that I was just talking about with Robinson. I think that you could once they get to the rest of these players up, you could do this, man. Let's take Bowers and put him for the touchdown with his yards, plus 183. You know, the yards and the touchdown. How about two touchdowns? Joe, you want to get a little deeper? You want to go two for Bowers? Plus 703. How about that?
2: All right. Here. All right. So yes, I I, I I sort of like it. Here's who I like, and I'll tell you my reasons why. And they, and they haven't put it up yet. They have George Pickens at plus one twenty. George Pickens was non existent in the game against Michigan. One reception, nine yards. He did go viral on his block on the defensive back uh, in that matchup. Everybody's tweeting out George Pickens in terms of his blocking. Look for him to step up. He is a playmaker, goes about 6 3, catches the ball at its highest point. He's like an A.J. Green type of player in terms of body frame, could be utilized in red zone opportunities. I like him plus 120, but I also, whatever total they put on him in terms of the receiving, I think he surpasses that. The one thing I think Monken has done, especially against Michigan, they showed a lot of different looks. Burton got involved. Bowers got involved. James Cook got involved in terms of the short intermediate passing game. There's a lot of tape for, for Alabama to break down, and the one player that they didn't really utilize was George Pickens, so I think he has a huge aspect and part of this ball game on Monday night. So I'm in on George Pickens in this matchup. Yeah,
3: he had, he had two for 41 in the first okay. Alabama
2: game. Uh, that was right, the first, two for 41. Alabama. He had a big play down the left sideline, that was his yards, first game.
3: yeah. 37-yarder.
2: Yep. So I so, like him.
3: Yeah, and they'll, and they'll get more of his uh, receiving yards. And his receiving
2: yard prop was very low in the Michigan game. 40s, uh, it, it was 49 and a half or 47 and a half in a jump to 51 and a half but he was not utilized he was not utilized yeah. at all
3: I agree no no question about it he wasn't involved in the mix uh Bennett, Bennett at 340 and they were losing ah, come on are we going to uh,
2: well he was see, well, here's listen, the problem.
3: he was losing that game which is why he threw for 340 his numbers 244 and a half here for the title game I think that this the Bennett number is going to go down to how you think the game's playing out. I don't. That's not a that's not a prop you're going to get one way or the other. I think if you think Georgia's going to win, it's it's probably an under. If you think they're going to lose, it's probably an over because you're going to be
2: Correct. Losing. You're you're absolutely right. And 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 here's the thing: you have to go in and say, what do I think is going to happen, and if I'm back in Georgia, what do I need to happen, right? And and you go back to Georgia, and you say, you cannot. Put the ball game on Stetson Bennett. He hasn't lived. He hasn't done it yet. Let's be Look, honest. Until I, you, he does I've been it, screaming he about this it.
3: all year, Joe. I, I've been screaming about this all year. I've been praying to see these guys, this Georgia offense with Bennett at the helm, beat down just to score, just seven. Give me a down seven with seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. That's all I want to see. I want to see if he can do
2: it. Right. You know, And and I think if you're Georgia, you say where do you want Stetson Bennett to be in this ball game? You know where I want him to be? Two hundred or two twelve. You know, I want him to be a game manager in this game. I don't want him to be reckless. I don't want him to be uh, thinking he's Brett Favre or or uh, Lamar Jackson. Just you know, work within the offense. Take what the defense gives you and check down. And if it's not there, throw the ball away and don't get sacks. He's no, gonna that's... have to save manageable third downs, and that's that's scary for me with him. Right. No, I, I agree with you, and I, and
3: I don't think that he's going to get it done or they'll get it done if, if they need the offense to win them the game in the in the fourth quarter. I think that they're going to be going into this game the same way they've won every game this year. Their defense has to rule the day. That's how Georgia's won. I, I mean, it, things aren't going to be different here in this game in Indianapolis. They are going to need their defense to rule the day, and I'm not sure they're going to do And I'll tell you, Joe, I think we're getting a break on somebody's Alabama props because of the Cincinnati game. Because, and, and here's the thing, and I and they had the game back on the other night, and I watched a little bit of it as, like, a second look at it.
2: Breaking and, down film. I love it.
3: Breaking down film. I had it on. I left it on in front of me while I was doing some things at the desk. And the one thing I noticed is I, I think that Nick laid up on him. I think that Nick purposely, I think Nick could have put 55 on Cincinnati that day. And I think he didn't because he didn't want, them to have the whole, see, they didn't belong, see, they got embarrassed. I think that Nick pulled the reins back in the second half and didn't it's go full so throttle.
2: I mean, think about it. They they ran for 304 yards on them.
3: Right, but they I didn't mean, even try to throw the football. I mean, they didn't even try.
2: Well, they well, what they did was they took what Cincinnati gave them, and they didn't force tempo. And that's fine. I mean, they, they didn't have to exert a sweat. Think of right. it that way. And, and Nick and, knew that right and at the end of the day nick said this is what we're going to do and we're not going to show a lot and and it's typical in terms of that type of situation and now what we have here is two overreactions in terms of this this semi-final playoff games we have everybody believing prior to the game that cincinnati was deserving right and we seen alabama struggle for a half and we say oh Look at the way they played, but in essence, they were just taking what Cincinnati gave them. Right at the end of the day, was Alabama ever threatened of losing no. that game? No, never. And then on the flip side, we have everybody in the in the, in you know their mom and dad and brother and sister that thought there's no way Michigan gonna get blown out by Georgia. Michigan and Jim Harbaugh, see they can run the football. Yeah, okay, all right. So we have that overreaction about how Georgia manhandled Michigan and everybody buying in because Michigan beat Ohio State and saying Michigan's a good team. They're a good team. They're also a product of their schedule. I mean, I say this time and time again. There is no speed on the perimeter. Cade McNamara, J.J. McCarthy are good quarterbacks. They're not elite if they played in the SEC for Alabama, they wouldn't they'd be a fourth or a fifth stringer. Can we be serious now? <laughs> Come on. Can we be serious now? I mean, come on. So we have the overreaction of nobody thought Michigan would get blown out. They get blown out. Now it's like, oh, Georgia's back to being the best team since sliced bread. And there you have it. Okay, how many national championships did Kirby Smart win? None. But on the flip side, we have a head coach that uh, won seven. I mean, come on. But I still like (laughs) Georgia. You know, I'm a Georgia fan, but I have to look. I'm saying, Kirby, don't, don't be stupid. Man, man up. Realize what you do well. Understand what you do bad, and try to limit mistakes in a game. Because at the end of the day, teams are going to make mistakes. The team that makes less mistakes will will win this matchup.
3: I agree with you 100%. All right, college football full circle. Carver and Lacy, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel One Fifty Nine. Come back. More on and Georgia after this on the grid.
1: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
0: you're listening to college football full circle with joe lisi and mike carver
3: and we are back. College football full circle. Mike Carver and Joe Lisi here with you. With Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM. Channel 159. Good to have you with us. Uh, all right, Joe. Let's do a couple more of these categories. How about to score two plus touchdowns? Let me give you what we got here. Uh, Jameson Williams, plus 430. Brock Bowers, plus 550. Brian Robinson Jr., plus 600. Samir White, plus 800. Pickens, plus 850. James Cook, 10 to 1. Slade Bolden 17 to 1. Corey Brooks 27 to 1. Billingsley 32 to 1. Latu 35 to 1. Jermaine Burton 39 to 1. McConkey 42 to 1. Bryce Young 44 to 1. Kenny McIntosh 47. I mean, other than that. I don't want to go too nuts. Georgia Stetson, D, 47. 100
2: to one. Stetson
3: Bennett, 100-1. Stetson Bennett, 100-1. to one, If you think he's going to scramble in for two touchdowns or maybe get a couple, uh, right. dive over the pile from the one All right. uh, for Stetson Bennett.
2: Here's who I like on the Alabama side. I was on Bolden last year, right? And yes. I always tend to be like a year early. So I'm going to go Bolden, 17-1. to one. Okay. And the long shot for... Uh, Bama, I'm going to go with Bryce Young, 44-1. to Uh, Because I think, obviously, Heisman Trophy winner, national championship on the line, you want to take the game into your hands, especially if he feels he can get it in in terms of this type of situation, why not? Also with the fact of if they're inside the the five-yard line, let's say they're on the one, right? Uh, Do you want to risk Brian Robinson getting into the end zone on a really long Uh, timing type of play against the Georgia front seven or do they try and sneak it in right yeah so so you always have that gimme type of touchdown situation with a quarterback sneak so that's why I'll go there on the flip side for for Georgia my guy Pickens is 850 that seems low especially since we mentioned it one reception nine yards against Michigan and two for 41 against Alabama, and he's plus 850, he's plus 120 to score a touchdown when Burton, Jackson, all those guys stepped up for Georgia. It wasn't George Pickens, right? Why is he so cheap? Because they're probably books are thinking like me. I'm the smart guy. No, I'm just kidding. But I am smart, but I'm not saying. But Pickens at plus 850, to me, I like. And then the long shot, I don't want to say long shot, but I sort of like Zamir White at 10 to 1. I think 10 to 1 for Zamir White. He's a bigger back than Cook. And obviously, the running game needs to be effective for Georgia. So, give me Zamir White. He had 56 yards on the ground. He is that Todd Gurley type of player. Where's his number two? But outside of that, he is the more physical back out of both of those guys.
3: Look, I have a feeling that one of these Alabama guys, Joe, could pop for two. You know, somebody we're not thinking of. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about Williams or Robinson. I'm talking about deeper shots. I gave. I, think Billingsley, I, th- I think Billingsley is one. You know, a lot too. I I feel like who had a touchdown in the Cincinnati game. Um, I, I feel like one of those guys could pop for two that we're not expecting in the thirty-two, thirty-five to one range. I, I think. All right. There, they could there could be some small play worth on one of those guys.
2: Well, let, let's do it. Let's let's do deductive reasoning. By the way, I don't know if anybody brought this up, but Brock Bowers sounds like a WWE champ, doesn't he? he does, I might think a Brock Lesnar. Maybe that's why.
3: <laughs> it's possible. I'm that's saying. what you're thinking of. Brock
2: Bowers, <laughs> like you know, gentleman Brock Bowers, or you know, I, I don't know, Baman Brock Bowers. Bam! Kick it up a notch. (laughs) You can see Brock Bowers breaking a chair over Saban's head, right? Bam! In WWE. Brock Bowers, plus
3: 550 to get to.
2: Nah, he ain't getting it. He ain't getting it? Nah, come on. You know that Nick Saban is going to take away their their best weapon, right? That's what he does, especially in these national championship games. Let's look back to the game where Trevor Long, when good old Nicky Quick, as as Wetzel likes to call. They didn't they didn't win. They got abused, right? Remember right. when Tua yes. threw the pick six against Clemson? Yep. That was a forty-four to sixteen beatdown. Routing. So Routing. so who really stepped up for Clemson that day? I'm trying to think. I know ETN had seventy six yards on the ground. He went through his total, but it was Justin Ross. It was those wide receivers that stepped up. Could be the same type of game plan.
3: Uh, I, I just think that there's going to be so much focus from the Georgia D on, on Williams with no Mechie in there and how the pass game just completely ripped him in half in Atlanta, that some of these secondary and tertiary guys for Bama, they could be looks for Young, especially how about in the red zone.
2: How about this? Yeah. How about defense and specials? How about oh, the Alabama yeah. Alabama defense at seventy to one, Carver? How about
3: how about uh, how about both defenses to score at thirty to one? And as a same-game parlay,
2: I, I ooh, ooh, where do you see that? Where do you see that? You put
3: it together. To you interest. take the you take the Georgia defensive special teams, you take the Alabama defensive special teams, both of them to score at any time touchdown, you put them together, ten bucks wins you three oh nine, if it happens.
2: That's not bad. That's not bad because specials we've seen, specials play a huge part in terms of. In terms of national championship games, Kenyon Drake against uh, Clemson a few years ago, yeah, uh, actually six years ago, right? Twenty fifteen. I like was?
3: this, Joe. I'm probably gonna play this just for a gas. For I'm a gas, for a gas, I'm gonna play this. Uh, Georgia defense to score an Alabama defense special All right. defense special. I might obviously. be in
2: on that. SGP on together
3: Tend to win you three oh nine. How about this? Pickens, Bolden. Who else?
2: Uh, All right, this is any
3: time touch touchdown Anytime Any time touchdown parlay. I'm Pickens, throw who else? In there. Bolden? Pickens, like
2: Boldens, that. and Zemir White. Put them together. Hang on one second.
3: 1460. What
2: Beautiful. What's wrong with that?
3: That ain't bad. Huh? I'd like to have one bigger number in there. i would take White out, and let's put somebody with a bigger number. Like All right. Who do you want to How about put Bryce in? Young? You want to put Bryce Young in three sixty? Uh, boom. So that gets you thirty at uh, plus thirty seven thirty two. So that's like the same uh, as the two defenses. Ten wins. You all right, turn. on a twenty uh, dollar bet it pays
2: seven forty six. On a on a yeah. twenty five dollar bet it pays nine thirty three. Bam! Kick it up a notch.
3: That's not bad, Joe. There's you got a lot of good combinations here. But you want uh, to put a hundred
2: uh, on it? It pays thirty seven thirty two.
3: But here's what I'm, I'm I said this to you the other day, and it's very true. These anytime touchdown numbers are going to look very different on Monday, because people are going to start to bet them, and the numbers people are going to start hammering Williams and Robinson Jr. and all these guys. They ain't going to, Robinson Jr. ain't going to be minus one hundred five on Monday, Joe. He is
2: there. no. He'll probably be about one thirty-five. I bet.
3: Oh yeah, these are going to get bet. These are going to get juiced up big time. So uh, There's if you like going to these be
2: market fluctuations throughout. You, you, you and and it's going and to be. Don't crazy. forget
3: this, especially for. For books like FanDuel and DraftKings, on as we talked about at the top of the show, you're gonna have a whole bunch of new people in a very large market with the ability to uh, bet this thing starting on.
2: Hey, let me go check out this uh, this national this natty this national championship game. I'm just huh? saying,
3: there's gonna be a uh, lot of people. You're gonna break up
2: my party. Who's this guy Stetson Bennett? Ah, uh, he looks this good. This is
3: this is gonna be the first <laughs> big event. That gets wagered on. I mean, obviously. Oh, wait until you see it. I can but... see
2: all my New York contingency, right? Oh, JoJo, what do we got here? Ah, <laughs> uh, who's this guy, Zamir White? huh? does Georgia have a shot? This is going to be the phone calls coming in on Monday night, Monday afternoon. Does Georgia have a shot? Well, I don't know. There's two teams playing. One's favorite, and one's underdog. What do you think? <laughs> That's you know, I, I love that. Does Georgia have a shot? Well their favorite in the ball game. Yeah, but you know, it's Nick Saban, huh? How
3: about this parlay for you? They they put they put some good stuff up. I feel like by the hour they add more stuff. Georgia to win an under fifty two and a half points plus two ten.
2: I like that one. I mean, here's That's the thing. I mean, I like it because yes, I think Georgia The the pressure is on Kirby Smart in a huge way. They need to step up, Carver. At the end of the day, the gun is to his head, right? I mean, let's be right. honest. You're, you're 0-4 against Nick Saban, and you've had him basically in in two ball games, three ball games, and you have you let him off the hook. You have to knock him out, knock out the old man. Let's do it.
3: And like you said earlier, <laughs> if you like Alabama to win this game, that would probably trend more to the over. You can get Alabama to win an over fifty two and a half plus
2: three forty. Well, I here's the thing. I think See, Bama's gonna wanna Bama's gonna come out and say, you know what, we're gonna force tempo. I I just believe that by Nick Saban. But if they play zone, then they're gonna they're gonna be patient, right? Nick's gonna say, Oh, all right, Kirby, you're learning. We'll play that type of game. And, you know, I've been here done that. So, I mean, Here's the thing: If if Alabama comes out in the first quarter, first drive, the way they did against Cincinnati, and score, it's going to be a, a high scoring game, because then that that uncertainty will creep into Georgia's uh, defensive mindset, even Kirby's, right? Think about it. You just The way they jumped up on Michigan, they dictated the tempo. What does Alabama do better than anybody? They dictate the tempo. They fell behind against Georgia in the first game, 10 nothing. Georgia's walking around with their chest out. Who that? Who that? <laughs> Who are you? Right? And then all of a sudden, bing, bing, bing. They're down uh, 17. Stetson Bennett didn't know where to run. It was like uh, Friday Night Lights. Remember uh, when, when they're getting abused in the first half of that ballgame? Yes. And all of a sudden, Billy Bob comes out with the, you know, That's your brother, vars- varsity blues. No, not varsity blues. Oh, well, Billy Bob! No. Billy Bob was
3: varsity blues, just so you know.
2: Billy Bob, no! Billy Bob was Friday Night Lights, where they I, go up uh, in Dallas Cowboy Stadium, and he gives that that speech. Oh, I listen, I'm
3: not as good with Friday Night Lights. I know no. A that Bob's other one is
2: uh, Voight, John Voight's yes. car. Yes, Varsity John Voight is
3: the, is the coach
2: at Varsity Blues. Correct. Yes, James Vanderby. Yeah, I'm Van talking about Billy. The quarterback. Yes, Vanderby. Great movie, by the way. I, I you know, I mean, back no, up in high Any movie, school. any movie that
3: has high school or college football in it, you're a fan of. It's let's great. Just, let's I'm a, just say that you're it a fan of any movie. Should be up for an movie. Academy Award that has high school or college football. If you have that in your film, Joe Lisi gives you two things.
2: Exactly. I'm going to call up Harry Hamlin right now and tell him, "Listen, I think he's Harry, you know, right now the program. Let's let's re- remake it uh, you know, uh, Academy Award wow. 1993. We call know up how Lisa much Serena and Harry you Hamlin love, right now. You
3: love the program. The program and all-time Joe Lisi favorite. Yes.
2: All-timer
3: uh, yep. for you. Vladimir. Yes.
2: <laughs> oh god. Doing curls, huh?
3: Oh, yeah, he was doing more than Curls, Joe. Vladimir was doing a little more
2: than Curls in that movie. Yeah, a little bit more going on than just Curls. Uh, listen, as James, Con, as James Con said, listen, kick a grain, 30 pounds of muscle. Yeah, please, why not? Right? Yeah, and sure.
3: Yeah, he's right. Get him a couple steaks. What is he living? He's living at the Outback, huh? He's <laughs> <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner in the Outback for Vladimir.
2: Uh, Two. Look the
3: other way, Jim. Look the other That's way. Uh, oh boy. Uh, so Joe, we've got so uh, this game. Yes. Well, we still got, uh, of course, tomorrow we'll dive into more stuff. And, and I think they'll even add more stuff by tomorrow. So the new stuff we'll put up. Uh, and then Monday we'll, of course, have a full preview of the game. All right? College football, full circle. Carver and Lisi with you. Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 159. We'll come back, wrap it up here on The Grid after this.
0: You're listening to College Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Mike Carver.
3: And we are back. College Football Full Circle. Carver and Lisi here with you. Uh, Sports Grid Radio, Series XM, Channel 159. Uh, you do have, Joe, uh, maybe we will touch on this a little bit more tomorrow. Uh, you do have the FCS title game on Saturday. Yes. Uh, North Dakota Eastern State between, uh, Montana. Yes, North Dakota State and Montana State. Uh, 70, uh, seven and a half is the number uh, for North Dakota State. And how about the low total of 41 and a half? I could see Joe Lisi just for, for, for no. a gas betting the
2: over in that on Saturday. Not a gas. Not a little... not, these games. The FCS games cost me a lot of money in football <laughs> season. Uh, especially when they were playing in the spring i mean that was just like burn burn money you just might as well burn 20 dollar <laughs> bills at a clip you know in north dakota state we know north dakota state is good we know that yes. you know Qu- quincy patterson was there uh the former uh virginia tech standout that gave way to hendon hooker he hendon the,
0: the...
2: hooker i don't laugh hendon hooker is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in college wow, football. I can see, or let me, I can let, see
3: Joe. Yeah. I could see Joe putting that Heisman future in as soon as they put it on the board.
2: No. The Hendon Hooker Heisman Trophy No, future. no, no, no. Let's not get crazy. Yes, yes, now. yes. I love the way the kid plays, though. I'll tell you that. I mean, that kid stepped up. Um I, You know, I'm always inclined to take the points in a national championship game. I don't love this game, but I would take the, the seven and a hook just because I think people are going to bang out. Obviously, uh, they're going to bang out um, uh, North Dakota State, you know, in, in terms of well, that. Well,
3: this is Saturday at noon. Maybe this will be like the first official uh, bet I'll make in New York on Saturday morning. Is Montana State at noon for seven and a half. Take Quincy Patterson's a total.
2: A Take Quincy Patterson's total. I mean, 6'3", 247. He's the next Trey Lance.
3: Joe, great job, my man. I will talk to you tomorrow. Tremendous job by Andrew Torres, as always. College football, full circle. Mike Carver, Joe Lisi, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 159. We'll see you tomorrow
0: here on The Grid. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So...